0: Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! 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 Amen, sister, sister. Boop. <laughs> so, in case those of you who don't know, okay, the series that we are doing right now—give me a second, give me a second—the series that we're doing right now is entitled "The Beginning." Amen. And the Lord gave me that for a reason. Praise the Lord. And that first, the first. The first service in which the, the series took place was just crazy. It was amazing. It was, oh, it was kind of like this, but like, well, no, it was just like this, actually. Praise the Lord. Amen. It was a whole other level of prayer. It was a whole other level of worship. It was a whole other level of just loving God. Amen. And you guys are just like, oh, man, praise the Lord. And then last week, last week, we had a demon manifest itself in here. In that corner right there, and how many of you guys were here? Raise your hand if you saw that. Pretty much everybody. About 95% of you guys saw that demon being cast out. And then we had to just cast it out, man. It was a while, but praise the Lord. She was set free. Amen. Now, that's that's just confirmation in which the Lord gave me for the series, The Beginning. Because it is a beginning of new things to come. It is the beginning of things that Elevate has never seen before, man. We are taking Elevate to a whole nother level. Somebody say a whole nother level. Oh, yeah. Amen. And the first message, who remembers the first message? The call to be a disciple. It was inside of the call, but to be specific, the call to be a disciple of Christ and the cost to be a disciple, okay? And the second one, which was not last week, but the week before, who remembers? It was a pinch of Amen. So in case you guys haven't noticed, we're going through the book of Matthew, okay? And uh, uh, Jesus calls us the salt of the earth, right? Amen. And guess what today's message is? So today we are the of the world. Amen. So without further ado, bam. Thank you, sister. So if you guys could be so kind as to uh, turn your Bibles to Matthew, Chapter five, and so just leave that up, and then once I once I go to the second scripture, you go ahead and read it, or uh, turn it with uh, Bible Gateway. Those of you who do not have a Bible, get to uh, next to somebody. You guys can share right there. You you guys can share right there. Amen. You can turn your Bible to Matthew. Is that your Bible? Let's go use it. <laughs> Matthew chapter five. Amen. Let's have you guys close in a little bit more. I want you guys to close in just a little bit more. You guys close in just a little bit more. If you can, if you can. <laughs> oh Lord, hallelujah. Jesus, this is awesome. You see, I love that picture so much. When I saw that, I was just like, Man, Lord, I, that that's how Jesus preached. That's how Jesus got down right there. When he that that's his church, man. They were outside in the fields. His stage is a rock. He was sitting on it. He was chilling. I'm like, Lord, that just inspires me, and I just want to be like you, Jesus, you know? So I don't want you guys to look at me pretend like thinking I'm trying to, you know, be Jesus or whatever, but actually I am. I'm trying to imitate him as much as I can, but don't think I'm trying to um, take that position that he has, you know what I mean? I just love God, amen? So, okay, so the last week's message or the week before was called A Pinch of, amen. This one is is, is about the light, and this one's entitled how many Christians does it take to change a light bulb? Okay. Somebody say, how many Christians does it take to change a light bulb? Okay, a light bulb uh, um, uh, uh, releases what? Exactly, the light. Amen. So we learned two Greek words that, goes, that, that went along with every uh, message that I preached. Sister, can you turn me on just a little bit, please? And uh, one of them, the first one was for, with the call, and the Greek word was mathetis. Somebody say mathetes. mathetes. Look at your neighbor and say methetis. meaning who knows? Mathetes. Disciple. Amen. Good job. And now the Greek word for salt is halas. halas. Say halas. halas. And next time you go to a restaurant, say like, I think this needs more halas. Okay, a pinch of halas. And this this week's message: the light isn't. Enti- uh, you, you pronounce the Greek word. Say it, uh, if you're Hispanic, this is gonna this is gonna be kind of funny. It's lampo. Right, lampara, right? For in Spanish, lampara, right? Lampo is the Greek word for lights. Okay, so we're in uh, Matthew chapter five. We're going to look specifically in verse fourteen. You are the lights of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Let's stop right there. Now, this is Jesus speaking. Okay, just imagine that this is exactly what he's speaking when uh, this picture, this painting is the artist's description of what Jesus is preaching in this right here, in Matthew chapter 5, okay? So you are the light of the world, he tells his disciples. Elevate, you are the light of the world. And a city on a hill cannot be hidden, okay? So if you're, if there's a city on top of a hill, guess what? You can see it from very far away, right? Now, most, most likely, uh, Jesus was talking about a city called Safed. Somebody say Safed. And actually, it translates into lookouts, okay? And that was the highest city in Galilee. Sister, can you turn to the, the map for me, please? And we're going to go ahead and go back to our, to our map over here. Because I want you guys to know exactly where this is at, where this is taking place, where Jesus is sitting on the rock. Amen? So we, this, is a, this is a picture of the, glo- the world right here, okay? Amen? So we are obviously here in the United States. And we're going to go all the way over here. Uh, where is it? Where is it Around this location right here. Okay, right there. Now, Next one. Boom. Okay. So we got Italy right here. We got Africa right here. And now we're going to be focusing. This is Turkey. that We're going to be focusing right here in this bottom corner. Okay? Go to the next slide. Boom. Okay. So we are right here. Go back. You see that little island? Amen. So if you see that island, say amen. Okay. And turn to the next slide. That's the same island right here. Okay? Now, we're gonna be we're gonna be right here around this location, okay? Go ahead and do it again, sister. Oop. Amen. All right. You see where it says Galilee? Galilee is all the area up there, okay? And that that big lake right there is called the Sea of Galilee, okay? Now he specifically, right there, okay? Right there. And um, so let's go to the next one. Is there a next one? Yes. Exactly. So there it is again. All right. And the city of Safed is right there. You see it? And this is all Galilee right here, okay? That's the city of Safed right there. There's the Sea of Galilee right here. It's so all this Galilee. So the lookout, Safed, say Safed, Safed, the city which is pronounced, which means, okay, is actually right there. And when he was saying that, when he said, when he said uh, a city on top of a hill cannot be hidden, he was most likely talking about that city right there because it said that that city alone at night, when there was pitch black, when there was no full moon, that city was lighting up the whole area. That one city. So that's what he means when he says a city on a hill cannot be hidden because there's so much light in there. Amen? You are the light of the world. Amen? Let's go to verse uh, 15. See if you can put that picture up for me, please. Now, neither do people light a lamp and put a bowl under it. Now, that's just city, right? Silly. Who, who lights a lamp and puts a bowl on, on top of it, right? What, what is that going to do, guys? What's that gonna do? It's gonna make it darker, it's it gonna make it light. It's gonna make it dark, right? Amen. Let's make it a little dark in here. I want you guys to really see the lights. Amen. Uh oh. Uh, what happened to the candles that were originally there? Please, can you put those back? <laughs> okay, so neither do the people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Try your best, please. <laughs> Instead. They put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. Eyes on eyes on your Bibles, guys. Eyes on your word. We're reading the word now. Okay? So neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, Jesus is telling you guys, elevate right now. Let your light shine before men, and they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. So you're supposed to, your job is to light, light everything. People are supposed to look at you as a source of light so that you, by your good deeds, by your lifestyle, elevate. By your lifestyle, you may uh, uh, glorify our Father in heaven. It meant because people will know. Wow, there is something different about Cindy. There's something different about Jonathan and Dobby. There's something, There's something bright about them. You know. You know what, what happens at work to me? It's the funniest thing, man. And I go there. I'm just. I'm just doing what I do. Okay. I am just me. And I go there. And the guys, uh, the tellers, the other tellers, because I'm a bank teller. I work at Chase Bank. And they, they like, they go, Adolfo, you're too helpful. Like, Adolfo, you're always happy. It's awful. you're making us look bad. You know what I mean? And, like, they're joking, but they're serious in the same time. You know what I mean? And I'm just, like, I'm looking at them, like, and I'm thinking, what am I supposed to respond? What What would be logical here? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, well, that's just me. You know what I mean? Like I'm always helping people out. I'm always like like if I see if I'm behind the big glass, you guys ever been in a bank before? You know, there's a big bl- bulletproof glass and stuff, and I see like an old man coming in, I'll run outside the tele line and open the door and let him in and ask him what do I what do you need and I'll have him sit down and I'll take care of him. You know what I mean? They don't do that. I don't know why. I mean whatever. He, he could barely walk and I'm just and they're just like, You're you're too helpful. So you're making us look bad. You know what I mean? Come on, somebody say the world is weird man dude i mean come on we are the light of the world and jesus says that they may see the world may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven amen just like when jesus called us the salt of the earth amen in verse 13 we mentioned that the salt comes from somewhere that it's a source it's a source of salt right we're the salt but where's the main source who is it Jesus right God amen so so when Jesus calls us the light of the world who is the source of light Jesus now let' let's go ahead and, and, and back it up with scripture turn your Bibles to John chapter 8 verse 12 and let me get an amen when you're there Woo-hoo. so John chapter 8 verse 12. Let me get an amen. Were you there? Amen. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of what? Light. But will have the light of... Light. Amen. Jesus came and he died on the cross so that we may let our light shine. Amen. So that we that he, may, he died on the cross. He came... He died on the cross. He suffered so that our light may shine into others in order to lead the ones who are lost inside the darkness into light. How many of you guys have ever been in a dark cave before? Like a super dark cave. Where you been at? Camping in this dark cave. When we, when we went rock climbing, my first time we went rock climbing in Wisconsin, in Jesus Lake, Wisconsin. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, this place, when it got dark, it got pitch black. Like, you can't, like, it was even more dark up there, guys. Like, I know you guys are thinking, but, like, we're, we're hiking down. And it, we're, like, think of, we're, we're in the heights, so high. We had to hike about 15 minutes up. And then, um, and then we're on top of the big old trees, you know, the forest trees, long, tall. And there's, like, hawks soaring, like, barely 10 feet away from you. You're that high, okay? It's awesome. It's beautiful. But it's pitch black. It is the scariest thing in the world. I almost peed in my pants. It was my first time really outside in the city of the city, in the wilderness like that, okay? Like, seriously, if, if, you don't, if you turn off your flashlight, you can't even see your hand this close to your face. It was that dark. There was no full moon. The moon was just, like, in the clouds and stuff. It was, like, nothing. And I was scared, man. And I'm just looking down. We're where that high, right? I turn on my flashlight, and it wasn't even that strong. It was a cheap uh, flashlight. And it shined all the way down to the bottom. It was nuts. It was that dark where that light, sub- such a little cheap lamp could, br- could shine its light so bright. Amen? And I'm not calling you guys cheap. You guys are name brand and mini mags. Amen? Amen. If you guys know anything about flashlights, mini mags are the best one, okay? Amen. So you're mini mag. Somebody say, I'm a mini mag. That's right. Amen. But I'm just giving you an example of how dark it could be in people's lives. That physical darkness it's spiritually inside a lot of people out there you go outside and you talk to people about Jesus and they begin to freak out or they begin to just go like I don't want I don't I don't want to talk about this I don't want to do that why because their sin convicts them that that light you bring to, you you begin to to shine within their lives it begins to be too bright for them and they begin uncomfortable like no 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 I can't I can't do that I can't deal with that I don't want to talk about it you know what I mean but some people receive it so well don't they how many of you guys ever preached and just had to preached to somebody that just received the gospel? You see, that person who received the gospel was walking around in so much darkness where they started becoming desperate for a light, even for for a little a little a little match, little light, in the pitch black darkness. Draws people, it draws people because that is their escape, that is their tool to escape the darkness. And there are some people that just receive it, praise God, but there's also those who don't. Now, Jesus is going to keep on going. Let's see. Um, Well, let's just keep on going with this. Light represents three things. Okay, I want you guys to write this down, those of you who are taking notes. I could only think of three things that light really represents in the Bible. It represents life, it represents understanding, and it represents truth. So light, the light of the world, Jesus Christ represents life. He represents understanding, and he represents truth. Amen. Now, can light and darkness go together? Can they coincide together? Can they be together? No, right? Like once, once light shows us light, phew, everything darkness, darkness just flees, right? Amen. So, if you're light, if you're in the light. You can't see everything, but if you're in the dark, you're blind. You can't see where you're going. You cannot see where you're going in the darkness. I could have easily, if I did not have my flashlight and while I was going down that cliff, I could have easily fell down that those rocks and just died. Because it was a long fall, guys. I could have fell and died, okay? Now, spiritually, people are walking in darkness, and they are so close to that edge they are so close to this edge and they don't even know it. And don't don't, don't think that this, this, this is it. Oop, oh, oh, I fell. Now to get up. No, I'm talking about that is deep. And that gap all the way down leads to hell. And that gap all the way down leads to death and no life at all. And these people, so many people that we preach to in the high schools in Prosser, they're just tiptoeing around it. At certain times, they might be around here. They might be starting to get saved and towards the light. But one way or another, they're right back towards the edge, and they're just standing, and they don't even know how close they are to eternal death. They do not understand the light because they have no understanding. They have no life, and they have no truth in their life. You understand me? So to go on, let's go to John chapter 9. John chapter 9, verse 1. Let me get an amen when you're there. So keep in mind, these these are lit right here. You just can't see it too much. So, let's, let's read. Jesus, chapter 9, verse 1. I'm Jesus. <laughs> That's funny, guys. I'm sorry. because is the title. Jesus heals a man born blind. I was testing you guys. I was testing you. All right. John, chapter 9, verse 1. Let us read. Jesus heals a man born blind. He went, as he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. Verse 2. His disciples asked him, and, and pay attention to this, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Now, the disciples ask this question, and, and a lot of us, including myself and a lot of people today, really think that when people are born with a sickness or born with with uh, a disability, or, or some sort of disability happened in them, they automatically assume that, man, this person, something, this guy must have done something bad, or, or his parents must have done something bad they, like, in order for him to be like that. But no, 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 no. Let's keep on reading. Verse 3 Neither, now this is Jesus' socket, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the work of God might be displayed in his life as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. night is coming when no one can work. When I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now if he is the light of the world, who, who else is the light? who else is, who, who else is Jesus called the light of the world? Us elevate, He calls you the light of the world. amen. So as long as he, jesus is in you and you are the light of the world jesus says that we must do the work of him who sent me okay as long as it is day we must do the work of him who sent me so it's daytime guys it might be dark right there but we got light inside of us amen so it doesn't matter if it's 12 o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock in the afternoon we are doing the work of him who sent us amen Uh, Okay, verse 6. Having said this, he spit on the ground. Now, Jesus spit on the ground. He threw a loogie on the ground, okay? Made some mud with the saliva and put it on the man's eyes, the blind man's eyes. Go, he told them. Wash in the pool of Siloam. And this word means sent, as in sent out. I sent you, not sent as in smell, but sent out. So the man went and washed, and he came home seeing. Jesus healed him. Come on, man, Jesus, come on, somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. 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 Jesus healed him. Verse 8, his neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, "I am the man." Verse ten. How then were you? How then were your eyes open? They demanded. He replied, "The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told them to go to uh, to go to Salome and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see." Where is this man? They asked him. I don't know, he said. Now let's go to verse thirty five. Let's skip all the way down to verse thirty-five. Spiritual what? Oh, spiritual what? Jesus heard that they had thrown thrown him out, and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Now in the synagogue, when the when the when the blind man, the guy that was born blind, that got healed, went in the synagogue and they thought he was they were uh that The guys, the Jews, thought that he was lying, and they got so upset that they kicked him out of the synagogue. Okay? That's where he's at right now. And Jesus heard that he that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have now what is it? Oh, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you now. Oh, who is, who, is this son of, who is this son of God? Who is this son of man? You now see him and you are speaking to him right now. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he began to worship him. Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see. And those who see will become blind. Ooh, somebody go like this. Scratch your head. What does he mean? Ask, say, what does he mean? See, so we know, so, so God came. For, uh, for judgment I have come into this world, so the blind will see. Amen. But, and those who see will become blind. What does that mean? Like, let's ponder on that a little bit. Now, let, let's focus on that. And those who see will become blind. You see, Jesus was referring to the Jews who thought they had the truth and thought they were able to see? You see, those guys who threw out that blind man who refused to believe in Jesus Christ as the, as the coming Messiah, as the person they've been waiting for for, uh, for about 2,000 years, they didn't believe that was Jesus. They thought they knew, they thought they saw, they were able to see. You see, God will take away the thoughts of quote unquote truth. So, everybody go like this truth. Say, truth. <laughs> God will take away the thought of truth, and unless they become born again, they will be left with nothing but pitch pitch black darkness. Many people have been claiming to know the... Come on, everybody go with me. So so many people claim to know the... Amen. So many claim to know the... All the way back to Jesus' day 2,000 years ago but few understand the real truth that lies before them. You see, about 90% of the people I witness to, and we witness to really as, as, a, as a team, 90% of people think they're going to go to heaven. Ain't that right? Right? How many of you guys witness? Raise your hand if you're, if, you're, if you're a preacher of the word and you witness. Amen. Now, when you witness and you ask people, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? 90% of the people are going to say they're going to go to Heaven, right? Even though, <laughs> even though they uh, 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 they never murdered, right? Even though they never murdered, even though Jesus said they have, right? Come on, even though they never stolen anything like anything big, like a car, even though Jesus said they have, even though some for some reason they don't realize that lying, cursing, having sex before marriage isn't a sin, they still think they're going to go to heaven. You know what I mean? Everyone has their own belief, everyone has their own belief system on how they think they're okay with Jesus Christ. everybody thinks they're okay up here, everybody thinks they have their own everybody thinks they have their own truth of God they have their own understanding, but very few people know the truth Very people know very few people actually know the truth of the lights cuz what they see is this bootleg truth in darkness this bootleg truth in darkness this fake this this imitation this 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 just this this imitation this fake this bootleg thing that they call the truth and they call understanding you see if every man was going to go on their own understanding <clears throat> which most people do anyways this world would be a whole lot more corrupt You understand me? You see, the laws of America, the laws of America say that we can't murder, right? If you murder somebody, where are you going to go, right? If you steal something, where are you going to go, okay? So some people actually think it's okay to steal. Some people actually think it's okay to murder. Some people actually think it's okay to rape, right? There's some sickles out there. There's some people that actually think that. So if we went on everybody's standards, this place would be very corrupt, and it's those laws that, in some way, keep us in order. But you see, we can't just go by by man's laws. We got to go by the law of the Bible. We can't go by man's understanding. We have to go by the understanding of God. We can't just go on our what we think is okay, what we think is not okay. We got to go. By the understanding of God. By the law of God. Because if we do not go by the law of God, that is what happens. Gangs. Drug deal, deals. Uh, rapes. Sex before marriage. People cursing of storms. People fighting. People getting divorced. People having kids before they're married. Sin. Sin happens. When we do not follow the law of God, sin begins to develop, and sin begins to run wild. Can I get an amen? Let's go to John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 19. Let let me get an amen with you there. This is the verdict. As if you're in court right now. Hey, I'm the judge. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does the evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives in the truth comes into the light, and that it may be seen plainly that it may be seen plainly in front of them that what he has done has been done through God. So when we go on living according to the Word of God, we may see plainly what has been done by God. This worship session, the presence of the Lord, the fruit that has been being developed in the, in elevate, within Elevate, demons being casted out in the name of Jesus, <laughs> that the light may be exposed through God. Amen? So that we may live according to the laws of God, through the understanding that is of God, not our own. Amen? Turn to your Bibles, to Acts chapter 9. Working the word today. Somebody say, work the word before it works to you. Work the word before it works to you. Uh-uh. <laughs> amen. Let me get an amen when you're there. Verse 1. Saul's conversion. Now, who's Saul? Paul. And Paul is an apostle, a great man of God that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Amen. So, verse 1. Meanwhile, Saul, also known as Paul, was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. So, was Paul always a Christian? Was Paul always a Christian? Was he a bad mamma he was a bad mama jam. He was a bad boy. He, 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 was, he was threatening Christians. He was persecuting Christians. He was saying he would, when a Christian would go up to him, he'll, he'll persecute them. He'll throw them in jail. And he had authority to do so. And we, we're going to read that right now. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for the letters to the synagogues in Damascus, So that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, so he didn't care if they were men or women, he doesn't care, he might take them as prisoners in Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a what? Suddenly a what? From heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Saul? Asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. He replied. Now get up and go to the city, and you will be told what you must do. Then, traveling with Saul stood there. Uh, then men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. So the guys that were with Saul, traveling with him, his boys stood there speechless. They heard the sound. They heard Jesus, but they did not see anyone. They didn't see that light. You see, Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could, not see, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. For three days. That light that shone, that, 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 was, that was within him, that was shown within him, physically, right there, that the other guys did not see, that light was so bright that it blinded him for three days. He was in darkness so much, he was in darkness so much that that bright that was pure and holy and brighter than any bright was so bright right, 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 blinded him for three days. How many of you guys know when you're sleeping and you're, it's dark and somebody in the middle of the night just turns on the lights and you're just like, ah, oh, turn it off, turn it off, turn the lights, right? Right? I know my brother knows over there. He's my roommate. I be turning on the light on him all the time. I was like, brother, just just, just receive the light, brother. Okay, that's another story. But how many of you guys know that? That's true, right? Now Saul was so corrupted with darkness. That when the light of the Lord came upon him, it was just too bright. And was so bright that it blinded him for three days. Can you imagine that? Now, let's continue reading. Verse 10. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision. Ananias! Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from uh, Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hand on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered. Now get this. This is a disciple, right? Ananias. Lord, I have heard many reports about this man. Say, I heard about Saul. Dude, dude, I I, I heard about this guy. He's saying, Lord, I heard about this man right here. I have heard many reports about him. This man and all the harm he has done. Uh, to your saints in Jerusalem. And And he has come here with authority, with the chief priest, to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go! This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name, says the Lord. Now what did Ananias say? He's like, Lord, this, is, this, is, this guy's crazy. This guy's going to mess me up. Lord, he's going to come and mess us up. And Jesus says, boy, shut up and go. You don't know my plan. Your understanding isn't my understanding. Just because what you see in the physical does not mean what you see in the spiritual. He is my chosen instrument, says the Lord. He is my chosen instrument to go out and preach to the Gentiles, to preach to their kings before the people of Israel. Some of us might say, to like, like, the biggest, baddest game-banger, the chief game-banger. Like, Berto went, went to go preach, what was it, on Wednesday. He, he just ended up preaching. and He didn't even know, realized that he was preaching. To the chief, the head honcho, head honcho, to the pachucos, to that gang that dominates Proster High School area neighborhood, he was preaching to that guy, the biggest baddest guy, and he drew he drew that man to tears with the gospel. Come on, praise God for that. He drew that man to, de- to tears. The Lord drew that man. That that light shine so bright within that brother that it drew conviction that his evil deeds were exposed so much that he had no choice but to just shudder and acknowledge the existence of God in his life and his need for him you see God will use even the most unlikely you would think that guy that guy will never understand the gospel that guy is just too lost. He's too much in darkness. He's robbed too many people. He's killed too many people. But you don't know. What you see in the physical is not what you see in the spiritual. That is God's. That 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 chief of the Pachucos. That game banger. Come on. That is the instrument of the Lord, and the Lord will use him in Jesus' name to preach the word of the living God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say Hallelujah. Somebody say, praise God. God. Woo! Somebody say, amen. Amen. Somebody say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I get a praise praise God? Woo! Come on. Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings before the people of Israel, before the people of Chicago. Come on. Verse 17, then Ananias went to the house and entered it, placing his hands on Saul. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Immediately, something like scales fell off from uh, Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he gained his strength. Amen. Somebody say amen. Come on, he regained some, some, some strength. I, I, I'm, I'm sure he ate something. I'm sure he ate some bread, but I'm also sure he ate some bread of life. Amen. I'm sure that brother was thirsty for some water, but I'm sure he was even more thirsty for the living water. Amen. Come on, somebody. Those of you who don't know, bread of life is Jesus, and living water is Jesus. Amen. So he fed Jesus. Jesus. Ah, Jesus. I wanted more Jesus. He devoured himself. He drowned in the presence of the Lord. He was, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. He was baptized with fire. Somebody say fire. Fuego. 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 Woo. Fuego. Hallelujah. Come on. <laughs> That's a good question. Verse 3. Okay, verse 3. We're going to go back to verse 3 on, on Acts chapter 9. Suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. Okay, you guys remember that. We were just talking about that. That light was so bright and pure that it made paul blind for three days we acknowledge that we okay right here everybody we like paul are uh, were blinded by our sins you understand that we opposed god we opposed jesus we said nope god no jesus christ we oppose the people of god because we do not like the lights We do not want the light at one time. We didn't want it. And all the while we were deceived into believing our own belief. We were deceived in our we were we were deceived in our own into believing that we were doing the right thing. We were so deceived by our own understanding, by our our own understanding, by what we thought was right. That we thought we were okay. But all the while, we were on that edge. We were on that edge, guys. We didn't even know it. But praise be to God that we have the light. And we don't only have the light anymore. We are the light. Amen? And Let's go to our closing scripture. 1 John chapter 1, verse 15. 1 John. Our closing scripture for the night. Let me get an amen when you're there. Walking in the light. This is the message we have heard from him and declare it to you. God is the light. In him there is no darkness at all. There is no darkness in God at all. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the temple of God. We are the light of the world. Amen? So we are supposed to, we are supposed to illuminate what? Light, right? We're supposed to illuminate light. Am I correct? Amen? But if we don't light anything we be, and we just stand still, the light that is inside of us, they go out no matter how many times. No matter how many times, that's it. It doesn't want to go anymore. It doesn't want to go anymore. You see, when we begin to grab lights and understanding of the gospel, you see that word right there? Whose name is that? Jesus' name. Ooh, that was hot. That light is hot. (laughs) That light is hot. Somebody give me some new candles. Amen. And this is just a demonstration. You guys know where this is going, guys. You see, we begin to see that name just a little bit clearer, don't we? With each light that that, that begins to consume the surroundings, we begin to see and understand the truth in which is the gospel. You see, the more we light this name in the world, and the more visible we make it, the more visible we make it for others, the more visible we make it for another game banger, the more visible we make it for a quote-unquote emo kid that likes to cut themselves. Another, uh, uh, we begin to illuminate the light into the lost, into those quote-unquote normal kids. I don't care who you are, what age group you are in, or what type of, um, I don't know, style you're going for preppy, jock, I don't care what you're doing. You need to illuminate the light into that person because that person needs Jesus just as much as I do, just as much as you do, just as much as anybody in here does. We need to show our light so that that name may be clear as day. That name sets people free. Amen? Isn't that the name we were yelling out? That is the name above all names. Amen? Let's pray. Lord Father God, I thank you so much for everything that you have been doing in our lives. We thank you so much for what you've been doing in Elevate, Lord Father God. We thank you so much, Lord Father for the miraculous miracles, the signs and the wonders that we have been seeing, Lord Father. We thank you for the worship, Lord Father. We thank you for your presence, Lord Father God. We thank you, Jesus, for the glory that continues to come down. Glory after glory after glory after glory, Lord Father. We thank you for the source of light, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you for the source of salt, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you, O God, and we come here to you, Lord Father, saying that we need to shine brighter for you God and we ask for you to teach us how we ask for your holy Spirit fire to dwell within us, O oh God, so that we may illuminate like that city on the hill, like that city on the hill of Safed, Lord Father, to look out so that we may look out, Lord Father, into the darkness and drag out the lost Lord Father and God.